guys. Welcome to Her Talk Podcast. I'm Jen. And I am Cheyenne. And today is a very special episode with Jen. Yeah, I feel like what we're talking about today is hopefully going to relate to a lot of people out there. It's very special to Jen. She's sharing something with us today. So yeah, Jen. Take it away. Take it away, girl. (laughs) Let me see what you got. Okay, guys. Very personal episode. Um, You know, we'll just dive right in. So if you've been following along my Instagram or my life for a while, you'll know that I've been in a relationship for the past three and a half years. And I actually got engaged in early December with a very beautiful ring in Big Sur. And I've been a little bit quiet the past few weeks, but we actually called off our engagement and broke up and ended that relationship. So we called off the wedding canceled the venue and and the date and everything, which was really tough. And I'm not one to usually promote things like this or air out my dirty laundry or air out someone else's. And I want this episode to be tactful because I know there's two sides to every story and I'm only telling one and I'm not going to, you know, delve into details that are unnecessary, but I want it to be impactful for maybe some of you who are struggling to make a decision or follow your gut feeling, or you're almost 30, or you're past 30, and you just want to make it work, but maybe it's not working. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk a little bit about why we called off our engagement, and how I'm dealing with it, and, you know, what's next, and and go from there. Yeah, I love that. I just want to say before you start that I'm really proud of you as your friend. Thank you. I feel like this is a really hard thing for you to do and talk about on this episode, but it's really cool that you're, you know, branching out and being open and honest with everyone who's listening because I feel like a lot of people do struggle with this or they don't know the steps, you know. Yeah. I struggled with it for I mean, I knew I had a gut feeling pretty yeah. early on in the relationship, but he checks so many boxes for me. Um, you know, we all have our list of criteria that we want and someone we're going to marry. And some of it's, some of it can be superficial and some of it can be not as superficial as we get older, but he checked a lot of boxes for me. And I think one of the things that end ended our relationship or contributed to the end is that we're very much the same person. Mm -hmm. I've always been attracted to guys that are like center of attention, funny, very ambitious, witty, like we could talk for hours and we were smart. Yeah. Smart. And, you know, and, and we were very, very much the same. We actually had the same job at one point, you know, at the same company, just at different times in our lives. Cause he's a year younger, but, um, you know, I realized through all this that I think I understand the reason why opposites attract. And that's not something that I, uh, ever took serious before, And I actually went to brunch with my dad kind of the week after we called it off and we announced our families weren't getting married. And my parents are so opposite. I mean, couldn't be more opposite. And he talked to me about that. And he was just like, I think you just need someone who's going to going to going to put you on your pedestal and love you for you. And he also was like, can you not date someone for three or four years before you decide to do this anymore? Because I'm like a long-termer. Oh yeah. So he goes, you should know, you should know, he should know within the first year, you should be engaged in two years. I was like, okay, dad, I'll freeze my eggs. If that's what you're saying. And I feel like most people struggle with that. They feel like if you spend so much time with somebody that they don't want to waste the time that you've spent and they want to keep going when in reality you need to stop because I mean, if you're not happy, 
you then you're not happy with your your life in general. You're not happy with your friends, your family, your work. When in all reality, it's just one problem that just needs to be resolved and you know, yeah. For you, dock up memories with someone. Vacations. God, we moved in together before even we had been together in a year. So we've lived together almost our whole relationship. Got a dog together. Spent several Christmases together and family things. And you dock up. You you invest time in those relationships. You know, he knows my whole family. He's met my mom's side of the family that lives in Iowa that we see like maybe once a year. And that's important to me. And all those things go into making the decision hard or harder for any relationship, whether you're engaged or not. It's just, am I going to meet someone who, you know, now I have to reintroduce them to all my friends and my family and, you know, start over again and all those years wasted. But I think you learn from your experiences. You learn from each relationship what you want, what you don't want, what you value. And while there were a lot of things I valued in the relationship, um, it just, it, it ended up being not healthy. So I think I'm going to go into that a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk Um, about that. Yeah. I mean, so we had everything. We had great jobs, no stress, a beautiful home, great friends and family. We traveled often and we actually traveled really well together, which is a huge checkbox for me um, oh, with anyone I date. Absolutely. Right? Because I feel like when you travel, you know, when you travel with somebody, if you could spend, you know, the rest of your life with them or at least years with them. Yeah. Because people get stressed. Oh, God. man. Yeah, they do. We hosted parties. I mean, you know, we had our big friends giving St. Patrick's um, and from the outside looking in it. I think it definitely seemed like we had it all. And even from the inside looking in, I used to tell myself these things. So But there was this dark side to our relationship where we were just having such intense, unhealthy fights. And I know the big question is why? Like, what about? Yeah. Um, But I can't just sit here on this podcast and say exactly why. I think that would lead into a ton of blame. You know, he said, she said it it was never really what it was. The fights, what we were fighting about. I think our last fight that really did us in was like started over the blinds. I mean, it was just the way we fought and how long the fights lasted. And it it's so weird because you can have such passion and such love for each other, but you can also just be so intense. And it didn't seem like that was going to be something that was going to get better. And I feel like we did try. I mean, we did all of the things. We went to counseling and we took some space, took some time. We involved some friends and... um you know, I, I, I don't think it's really what the fights are about. It, I think people think that it has to be a major thing, a major personal thing, but it's more important the way you fight and the way you handle conflict for a marriage. Of right. Course. And that's something that we just couldn't seem to get over. Yeah. Um, it, and it shouldn't be big blowups. And we really had nothing to fight about because we had zero stresses. Of course. Communication yeah. is definitely key in that. And if you can't communicate with somebody that you want to spend your life with, then, I mean, that's a problem. And yeah. And I think being in like docking up resentment and using old fights in current fights is Mm -hmm. like such a slippery slope, you know, saying, well, you always do this. You never do this. Well, you did this, this one time, and now I'm using it against you in this fight. That is a downhill battle that once you start that in a relationship, it's, that's just never going to get better. Yeah. You know? understand that not everyone's always right in an argument and it's it needs to be 
instead of me versus you, it needs to be us versus the problem. And we each need to take responsibility for what we did. Even if it's 80% me, 20% you, this argument, it takes two to argue. I mean, you still did something and I need validation and an apology for it, you know? Um, But I, I think a lot of people are like, well, you guys can work that out. You know, no one cheated, right? Because no one would have ever cheated. Yeah. There was nothing like that. You guys can work it out. It's just millennials. They they don't understand the value of marriage. But I I will say we did, and we did a lot, and we did try a lot. We just are very much too hard-headed people. And when one person would try to kind of take a backseat and mm-hmm. say, okay, okay, I apologize, even though I'm not in the wrong that person, because of who we are, would build up resentment. Of course. You know, and it's, it didn't come natural. I didn't swallow problems naturally. And this went both ways. If you don't get what you need from that person, it's very hard. And I'm almost 30. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to move past those feelings and not build a resentment towards someone. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally agree. And you yeah. can't just cover things up. I know... I mean, I don't personally know, but I have friends that get engaged or they're, they've already been married for, say, like five years and they get pregnant and they think that these things, these big extravagant things in your life will fix the problem. And if you can't figure out what the problem is and actually fix it, there's just no point to to keep going, to move forward with it because you can't. It's like, just going to make a, your problems worse. Yeah. You can't slap a Band-Aid over it and yeah. you really can't get married or have a baby with someone. Yeah, we actually, we got engaged in early December and then in early January, we really, really started fighting a lot. And I've actually heard this when people get engaged, they fight a lot, not really about the wedding planning or anything. It's Mm -hmm. almost like we both realized there was a time clock to fix all of our shit, like all of our problems and get everything we wanted from that other person. And it's, it's almost like we're like, okay, unleash all the things that have been bothering me for years. You need to fix them before October 19th, which was our wedding day. And we've got until then to fix them. And you've got until them to change. And so do you. Yeah. You know, we almost, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seems like we just started fighting. No, and- I think that's a great observation. I mean, it makes total sense. There's a lot of stress on the table. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you can't fix it, then God... It's only going to get worse when you're married. Yeah. And then if you decide to like. We had no stress. Or- Couldn't imagine if we had kids or financial yeah. stress. We had none of that. And it shouldn't be that way. And my dad even said it shouldn't be that way. He said, when you get married, you you start at the top. And, and that should be the happiest you are when you meet and you're engaged and you're married. And he goes, there's a threshold for relationships. And it's and he had his hands on. He said, it's like down here. And if you start just above that threshold with intense fights, kids, financial stresses pushes you down below that threshold yeah. and at that divorce line. Right. And he's like, you want to be way above that line in the beginning. You don't want to be sit, hovering right over. Oh God, we, we break up every week, you know, can't imagine if we actually had problems. Yeah. So would you say, so personal question ish, I guess. So after you guys would fight, because let's be real people. I mean, I fight with my significant other, Kristen, and sometimes we have pretty crazy fights. We're both Leo, so we're kind of both really crazy. So we've had some... We need to touch on Zodiacs in a minute. We do. Yes. (laughs) So we've had some crazy fights, Um, but the good thing about fighting with Kristen is 
there are times like hours later or days later or weeks later, she will like bring the fight up or I'll bring the fight up in like a funny way. Like, remember when you said this to me? Like, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, you, you got so mad. Like, did you guys ever like laugh about your fights or was it just like something that you... Was it just like an anger that you just it would put aside? Be like a year later, oh, <laughs> we wow. would have yeah. you know we would talk about maybe something that happened. Yeah, sometimes, but we were just having such intense fights, and that would last for a really long time. And you would think, as you grow as a couple and you have all these shared experience and a shared life. I mean, we bought a puppy and raised our dog together, and he was like our child, and. We traveled a lot together. We did a lot of stuff with friends and family. You would think those things would, you would just learn more about each other. But I felt like as we grew more and more, we were trying to change each other. Yeah. But we both know, even now, like several weeks later, that we just weren't right for each other. Mm -hmm. That we both wanted something from the other person that we couldn't give them. And he even said, I know there's things that I want to change about you that make you who you are. And I felt the same way. I wanted him to be less of this or less of that or more of this, right? Do you feel that you, in, in being in a relationship, do you think, or in the future, when you decide to be with somebody else, if you decide that, do you think that changing somebody is what's supposed to happen? Or do you feel like you should just be with that person and love that person? No, I think, yeah, you have to just love someone for who they are. And, and this is a really this is something I was going to write a blog post about because you have to love someone for who they are. And I mean, their uniqueness and whatever flaws they bring to the table, but that doesn't mean you have to accept or excuse bad or disrespectful behavior. And I think friends and family of people in relationships need to keep that in mind and keep yourself in check and say, Hey, you can love someone, but stand up and tell them when they're acting out of line. There's a difference between changing somebody and teaching them what you like, what your standards are. Exactly. Yes. Or Agreed. helping them grow. Yeah. I, I never think you should change someone and people don't change. That's also something I've learned. People don't innately change. They grow and people can grow as a person, but they don't change. And that's something that I think I learned and that'll take into my next relationship for sure. If there's things I see in the beginning that I know will be just not something I want to put up with, I'll I'll probably end it sooner. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Let me get this straight. You, you guys have had several parties. I've been to, to a few of your um, parties that you guys throw. You have several of the same friend groups. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that? Was it hard for you to, in that relationship because you didn't want to lose certain friendships? Are there oh, certain yeah. people that you expected to reach out that didn't, that kind of oh, yeah. sides? Like that. Nothing like a breakup to show you who your real friends are. I feel like it's scary. I'm, you don't want to lose people. That I you loved care about. our life together. I loved the life that he brought to my life. I, I did. I mean, I really loved. We did so much couples stuff. We went on vacations with couples, and we did couples dinners all the time. And it was we didn't like go out and party, but we would do just these fun, friendly family things. And that was a big part of me being so nervous and scared about ending the relationship. And I was really, really shocked and disappointed at some of the girls that didn't reach out. And these are, these are women who have spent a lot of time with us as a couple and have gone on vacations with us. And I think, yeah, you know, obviously your husband or boyfriend is best friends with him, but come on, you could send a text or you could call and ask how I'm doing. Or I was shocked. It's not about picking sides at that point. I've 
I just feel like it's really nice and a courteous thing to do to just reach out and say, Hey, I don't really want to get into it. I don't want to, I'm not picking sides. I love both of you, but I wanted to, you know, text you and say, Hey girl, thinking about you. I know this is a hard time. Mm -hmm. Hope you're doing all right. There's one girl who did, and she's awesome. And she is the wife of one of his best friends that he grew up with. And she called me before he even called him. Oh, wow. (laughs) She goes, Oh my God. And she called me and she asked me all about it. And the next morning she showed up at my house with coffee and a breakfast taco. Oh, it was so, it meant so much to me because that was maybe like two weeks. And we didn't tell anyone for a while. We just kind of sit on it maybe three weeks in. I don't know. It's after Mm -hmm. we got back from Laguna. Yeah. And it was so, no, it was before. So it was so heartfelt and sweet. And even if we don't remain close friends for a long time, because she is really close with that friend group, that uh, my view of her is forever in, ingrained in that goodness. Yeah. Like a you know what I mean? Way. Yeah. I'm like, what a great girl. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. I agree. The people who don't reach out. <laughs> it's just kind of shitty. You got to And some people don't know what's right. Yeah. I will give them that, but you got to just understand that that's going to happen and you can't make that scare you into walking away from a relationship. Anyone who followed along my relationship knows that we did a lot of things with our friends. And a lot of those friends were his friends. A lot of the people that live here were his friends. And that's been very hard for me, but did it prevent me from making a decision that was good and healthy for me? No, you know, and did it delay it? For a long time, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say I knew that this was going to happen um, eventually, that we probably wouldn't end up together. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, well, so what are some things that you've been doing to help with the anxiety and the heartache? Because I know it's been really hard on you, but I personally think you've been doing a great job at keeping your shit together. So I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, trying. I mean, you're very positive. You're very kind. You, you speak highly of him. So, yeah, I think that's important to remain tactful in whoever you speak with. And I think it's important for friends and family to not start talking shit about the person you just ended a long-term relationship with, Mm -hmm. because no one wants to hear about that. Um, at first I went into kind of like a deep, dark hole, you know, cause we had just started the podcast. Um, I went into like a deep, dark hole and, just stayed in bed, but I also got the flu, which was really convenient for about two weeks because I, it was kind of an excuse to not go into work and stuff, but I've just been diving into the podcast, diving into something creative for me, trying to hang out with good people, Yeah, only surround myself with good quality friends and people, nothing that will make me run back to my old life. I think if I went out and partied or started hanging out with you know, the Dallasy douche crew. Yeah. It would make me run back to my my old relationship. So just trying to surround myself with good people, do good things. I've got a ton of trips coming up, turning 30, you know, Ooh. all the things. 30, flirty, and thriving. Yeah. I love that. I think I love that you said um that hanging out with positive people and doing positive things, it, it's so good because if you start slacking in that, then of course you would just go downhill and you need to be moving forward. And again, I love that you are getting more creative because I know you said that you struggle with your creative side and I don't think you do at all, but (laughs) also being with a partner that supports you, you shouldn't have to start 
doing something that you wanted to do for a really long time just because you have anxiety that your partner isn't going to allow you or, you know, want you to do that. Yeah. If they don't support you. Well, that's a red flag. Yeah. And I think I, I probably wouldn't have started the podcast mm-hmm. if I remained in that relationship. I think for, it's something I enjoy and putting myself out there and, and blogging and social media and that stuff. It, it wasn't for him and I'm not knocking that at all, but I think that would have probably been a constant struggle. Um, so now it's just kind of free reign to dive into it. Not saying he didn't support me, but I probably would have felt a little bit more sheltered about doing this than, you know, but now that I'm single, yeah, wheels off. I do want to talk a little bit about the fear of ending a relationship, especially at my age. Yeah. So almost 30. I think about these things, honestly. And I think all women do like, yeah, who am I going to meet someone? Are there any good guys out there? All the good guys are taken already. They're already married. There's only losers left. And I think about all those things, just like I think any girl does on top of that, what had to go into my decision to call off the wedding is that, you know, my dad's very sick. Yeah. My dad, anyone who's followed along knows my dad has stage four cancer and the idea of him not being able to like walk me down the aisle or have a first dance. I thought about that a lot. And I was like, man, maybe I'll just bite my tongue and we'll work it out and we'll get married and I'll do all that. And then we'll get divorced. Can you believe the things that we can tell ourselves? I thought about that. Yeah. The mind is so powerful. After a big fight, I thought about that. I was like, maybe, maybe I don't need to call it off. Maybe we'll just do that. And I, you know, and so I think if you're wondering and you've got all these fears you shouldn't let it hold you back because while it sucks and it's hard, I think settling for trouble and stress and an overall unhealthy relationship is more damaging down the road than the short-term pain and all the fears that come with that decision. I agree. And I also think that, you know, it's, that would be a very special moment for you. But at the end of the day, if you did go through that divorce, that would also put stress on your family, stress on you. And those good memories would maybe turn into memories that, you know, good memories with your dad, but bad memories with everything else, mm-hmm. which could end up being like a negative thing in your life. Yeah. And my dad doesn't overall, he doesn't want me to be in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know that. And we talk about it and he doesn't want me to be with someone that I'm not supposed to be with. And yeah. that's what's most important. And so I think if you just are honest with yourself, if you're thinking you're in a relationship that's unhealthy, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I wonder what what's considered unhealthy, you know? I mean, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know what's unhealthy, right? If you're even thinking that, you're probably in an unhealthy relationship and you can feel free to reach out to me and we can get coffee or you can feel free to say, well, this is a great person, but maybe just us together are unhealthy, which was my situation. I think he would be great with someone, not me. And I would be great with someone, not him. Right. It was mutually unhealthy. But if you're in that situation, I think you should reach out and you should definitely communicate with other people about it for sure. And like, don't be so sheltered. I remember Jen and I, we went and got brunch and we're friends, but we weren't necessarily close friends, not yet. And it, I feel like it took a lot for you to, you opened up to me a little bit and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was difficult for you or not because yeah. there was a trust barrier that we didn't know we had yet. And we didn't know if we could trust what other people were saying. So even if you're scared to communicate with somebody, you have got to get 
help and you got to just talk and get it off your chest just for you in general. Yeah. And I mean, there might be situations going on in your relationship where you think like, oh, my relationship is so toxic. At the end of the day, you might get a second opinion from someone that is like, well, it's not really that toxic. Why don't you guys try this, this, and this and see yeah. if that helps you? Because you might just be missing some minor things. We're not telling you guys to go out and just divorce your person or break up their person because of like certain issues that are going on. But you definitely should talk to a friend or maybe you don't talk to a friend. Like Jen said, reach out to one of us. Well, or a counselor. I think understanding the differences between healthy and unhealthy. And listen, you're going to have friends that go both ways. I had some friends whose husband had cheated on them. I've had friends and and I would think, God, at least he's not that. Yeah. At least he's better than that guy. But for my own standards, it wasn't good enough for me. And call it what you want. Call me a feminist or a millennial or whatever. I made the best decision for me. And you can't take your friend's advice like, oh, God, well, maybe she's, you know, she's not going to meet someone else and she's almost 30 and she could have worked it out. Right. I think you have to trust in yourself, if you know you've done everything you can to make that relationship work, then if your gut's telling you to do something, you need to do it. Yeah. Really. And at the end of the day, if you can't figure out how to make it work with your partner, you've got to make it work with yourself. You have to start changing yourself and doing better things for you because, I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. So if your partner doesn't want to go to a counselor, that doesn't mean you can't go see a counselor. That doesn't mean you can't work on yourself. Because if you think you're the problem and if you fix those problems, then at least, you know, at the end of the day, like, hey, I fix my issues and I still can't make this work. Yeah. I think you first have to look at yourself and say, what am I doing to contribute to this fighting and contribute to the this relationship? And is is what this person is saying true? Also, after the fight, whatever people, whatever the other person says about you, you kind of have to ignore it because people are going to say what they want. They're going to give their side of the story. They're going to give their opinion and you shouldn't question yourself. You need to say, all right, no, I know I'm a good person. I know I have these personality traits that are strong and can bother people and I can pick fights. I know that. Um, but I know I'm a good person with a good heart. So if you're calling me a bad person with a bad heart, you know, I'm sorry. I, I know my worth and who I am. Yeah. So I think that's important after a fight to not question yourself. You know, you definitely cannot question yourself. If you start doing that, you need to call a friend, call a parent. You need to just kind of do something fun for yourself or go to something by yourself. Take yourself out to lunch. Take yourself out to dinner. I had an old guy friend that I talked to on the phone and he was talking about, he was talking to some girl and he's like, oh, she's a, she's a bitch. And I was, you're seeing she was bitchy. And I was like, well, I'm a bitch, you know, cause like I can be, and he goes, no, you're not. He's like, you're not, you're direct, you're sassy, you're bold, but he's like, you're not, you're a really good person with a good heart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just got to hear that. You do. Because you get in your own mind. And that meant so much to me because I was like, oh, it's me. I can't keep a man, you know? And um, no, I just haven't met the right person. You clearly can keep somebody. You have. I keep them for years. Yeah. She she keeps them for years. (laughs) I'm a Taurus. We stay, we stay with things. Oh, speaking of touching on Zodiac signs, I feel like we should bring that up a little bit. I don't know if anyone's into that, but I feel like it does, you know. I'm very into it. I am too. Honestly, he's an Aries. I'm a Taurus. 
And there was this article that says signs that shouldn't get married. And number one was Aries and Taurus. And that was like not compatible at all. And I think that's true. I think there's certain personality types that go with it. Every personality type I've read about someone's horoscope and their zodiac sign fits the person perfectly. Oh, definitely. You know? Oh, perfectly. And I'm like, huh. It honestly freaks me out. It's weird. So would you say that you and and your ex-person were were like compatible or do you think you guys were opposites the same person we are this we're the same person yeah we are in so many ways i mean obviously we're different in different ways but yeah we're we're the same we have our own unique traits but that was a lot of the friction i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you guys you can date people who are the same and you can date people who are complete opposites, but you have to be able to communicate with that person. Have give and take yeah. qualities. You can't be jealous of what the other person's doing. You can't be intimidated. You can't let it give you anxiety. You just kind of got to roll with it. The person you're with should never, ever, ever give you anxiety. Ever. About, ever. About anything. They should never give you anxiety or stress. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. People live with that. Oh, so-and-so is going to be upset if I'm out late or if I put this on the blog or no, you support me. I'm with my friend. You know where I am. Trust me. Love me. It's fine. I'm not going to like if your partner's making you anxious, address it. And if they don't fix it, get out. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. This is real talk. (laughs) This is real talk on her talk. Real talk. And okay. So Jen's really good at giving advice. I'm going to ask you a few questions. What would be your advice for a person out there who's in a relationship that's not a very good one, but maybe they don't make enough money to leave or they feel kind of stuck or Mm. they are just not the head of the household and in a controlling relationship. What's your advice to someone that's going through that? You got to first reach out to friends and family. Um, I'm very lucky and blessed in that my career has given me my own home and my own things and financially supportive, but I have a lot of friends who haven't been and you need to reach out to friends and family Stay with them, pack a bag and just go do your own thing and focus on your, this is the, a breakup is the best time to focus on yourself, build your resume, go apply to a ton of places, focus on that. Stop scrolling through Instagram. Stop thinking about your ex, go get a career, go do whatever your passion is and dive straight into it. Like the same day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I did. Go back to school if you need to. Yeah. Reach out to your connections. If you don't have connections, who cares? Reach out anyways. Yeah. Like you don't know some of these people. Yeah. I barely knew you. Yeah. And we had brunch set up the day I called off the relationship. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was crazy. That's like a universe God thing. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever your thing is, it was one of those. Yeah. And if you guys haven't listened to our last podcast that we just recorded with Kristen Smith, we talked a little bit and touched on, you know, what law of attraction is and what it means. And it's very real. I mean, I believe that it's real. If you guys believe in prayer, it's very similar. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's all about what you put out there and your visions become things. Your thoughts become things. And if you want to make money, then hell, think about money. It's not. Yeah, stop thinking thing. about that boy who screwed you over. Yeah. Who's you got to like let that go. What podcast do you want to start? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. um, I think the biggest takeaways I want from this episode is the fear and the doubt of the future, those kind of go hand in hand. Forget about that. That was the biggest thing holding me back. It was very, all the things, you know, but am I almost 30? Yes. Is, is my dad sick with stage four cancer? Am I possibly not going to get my dad to walk me down the aisle? Maybe. 
Um, you know, am I possibly going to have to freeze my eggs? Maybe. Are there only douchebags left? Maybe, but I'm hopeful there's not. But I still did it. And I hope that you guys have the courage to do the same thing, that do what's best for you. And and I'll give him credit. He did it too. It's He, he agreed. I cannot be in this relationship. We both parted ways. And he's said, hey, that's what was best for me. I know it too. And his friends and family know it too. And I think you need to be honest with yourself and just dive in. Just go. If, if you're ready to take the plunge, follow your gut. I would say follow your gut every time. Yeah. Because it's going to sit there and bother you. I fully believe in everything happens for a reason. And if you're sitting there one day and think, wow, I need to end my relationship. And then maybe a year goes by and say you're still in that shitty relationship. And then someone you've cared about for a really long time is like free on the market. You're not going to be able to, you know, hang with that person or even get to know who that person is if you're still stuck in the shitty relationship that you wanted to get out of a year ago. You've got to like let life keep going and like just trust it. You've got to have trust. Trust yourself. You're having, you don't have trust in a relationship. Well, you damn sure need to have trust in your own like being, you know what I mean? In your own self. You need to trust that you're strong enough. And I don't think I've ever actually experienced true heartbreak. I've been in a lot of relationships, but this was, from what you read about and see in the movies, this was a true heartbreak for me. Like I had never experienced. And I've always been strong. And I've thought, oh, I'm strong. I can do this. It was really hard. And there's been a lot of regret and like, you you know, those moments where I'm like, God, did I make a wrong decision? And am I strong as I think? Do I really want to be alone? And can I be alone? Yes. You just have to tell yourself, yes, I did what's best for me. It was nagging me. Yes. Yeah. And just be strong for a second to talk yourself out of that and go about your day. Exactly. Just forget about it. Go about your day. So I hope, I hope this episode touches someone and helps someone in a way. Um, I think you gave really good advice. I feel like also um, there is something that I know you wanted to do at your wedding. Yeah. We were going to forego gifts at our wedding because we're very blessed. We had a beautiful home and all the dishes and all the things we need. And we're very lucky that we could buy things we wanted or needed. So we were actually going to ask our guests to donate to the Kidney Cancer Coalition. And since I no longer have the opportunity to do that through the wedding, I want to try and do that through the podcast. So they are a fantastic organization. The website is www.kidneycan.org. Like your kidneys can be cancer. Get it? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Kidneycan.org. And you can just donate. Um, I don't like donating to charities that are really, really large that I don't know where the money's going and the CEO is making a ton of money. And um, this one is uh, is personal. They, it goes all back into research and clinical trials. They help pay for patients for certain trials and fund them. And they've had a lot of success. So, and they work directly with my dad's doctor here at UT Southwestern. So if you can, and you're feeling, if this episode touched you in any way, if, if you don't mind, even five bucks, 10 bucks, a hundred bucks, if you're feeling groovy, www.kidneycan.org is the website. And that would mean so much to me. Yeah. I love that. I'm also going to have a donations tab on hertalkpod.com as well. If you guys want to hop on there, you can 
obviously our podcast is on iTunes. You could subscribe to that, but we obviously have the podcast available for download on our website. So there's also a donations tab there as well. If you guys would like to reach out. And again, if this episode did touch you, just like Jen said, feel free to reach out and yeah, we're here. We manage our Instagram. We manage all our stuff. We're the ones messaging you guys, liking your stuff and um, you know, message us. You can find me on ours and message me if you want. Cheyenne's got a lot of good advice up in that blonde head of hers. <laughs> so and stupid jokes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, jokes about the cops and the weather. And oh, we God. all don't get it, but we're here for it. I try my best. Yeah. But yeah, guys, it was Jen, thank you so much for sharing that. I know it wasn't easy, but you're super brave. And I think that's a really good start to helping people out there who might be struggling with the same thing that you were. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening. If anyone, you know, I don't know. I hope it touches people and I'm glad I was able to share. And I hope I was tactful in my message and, and, but also impactful. So. Absolutely. I agree. Well, guys, follow us on Instagram, Her Talk Pod. Again, or on iTunes. We would love it if you guys would give us a review. Maybe let us know if this podcast touched you or not and made you feel any better. Leave us a little comment whenever we, you know, yeah, get out there. Leave us, leave us a comment and like us and subscribe and all the things. <laughs> just like us. Just, just love us. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I'm signing off. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. This is Jen signing off saying thanks for listening. All right, guys. This is Cheyenne. Bye. Bye.